0: From COK Studios in Diane Reem's Breakfast Nook, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. On today's show, we'll consider what's changed for America in the last 12 years as we mark the anniversary of 9 11. We'll also consider some new reading material with our book expert, Lynn Ruffle. And we'll consider whether I should get this thing on my neck looked at. Stay with us.
1: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from The Gallagher Group, a full-service law firm focusing on the issues of prop comics. Visit WatermelonSmash.com for more information. And The Dude Foundation, dedicated to putting bros before hoes since 1996.
2: From COK News in Washington, I'm Ash Munkaster with these headlines. President Obama is continuing his push for action in Syria, despite evidence that the situation is much more nuanced than it appears. In fact, the plan on the table at the State Department is codenamed Operation Nuance. Congressional leaders are working hard to explore every possible gradation and subtlety in the Syrian conflict, which could take up to 11 months. In sports news, Rafael Nadal won his second U.S. Open men's tennis title on Monday. In addition to the trophy and a $1 million check from tournament sponsor Mercedes, he also got the traditional champion's goodie bag, which includes the U.S. Open board game, a $25 gift certificate to Chili's, and an I visited Flushing Meadows novelty toilet seat. Iowa will grant gun permits now to the blind. Those who support the measure are insisting that blind people can be taught to use guns and blocking any visually impaired person from obtaining a weapons permit would violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. In a related story, this reporter is staying the hell out of Iowa. For COK News in Washington, I'm Ash Munkaster.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge, I'm Connor Bentley. It's been 12 years since the horrific attacks on September 11th, 2001. America was forever changed that day, And we would be remiss if we didn't pause for a moment and reflect on the day of 9-11. Here with a report in our ongoing series on American history, Consider Ourselves, is Colleen Fry.
1: September 11th is a very important day on the calendar. We all remember it for different reasons and in different ways. Some remember the horrors. Others remember the unexpected joy and togetherness the day brings. September 11th isn't just the 254th day in the Gregorian calendar. It's also an important day in many ways for our country. In 1609, Henry Hudson discovered Manhattan Island and its indigenous people. Without this discovery, we might not have Times Square, Central Park, or the film Made in Manhattan. September 11th is a date that's important in the early days of our nation. On September 11th, 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed Secretary of the Treasury. As our first Treasury Secretary, Hamilton helped to set up the U.S. Mint, the National Bank, and much of our financial system. Violence is also no stranger to September 11th. Our country was invaded by British forces in 1813 as they prepared for their attack on Washington, D.C. in the War of 1812. The Bloody Mountain Meadows Massacre took place on September 11, 1857, when Mormon pioneers and Paiute Indians killed a group of 120 settlers. This is arguably one of the darker events to ever happen on this date. Obviously, there is one event that occurred on September 11th that people remember more than the others. The birth of musician and DJ Moby on September 11th, 1965. Known for his electronic music, vegan lifestyle, and support of animal rights, Moby has sold over 20 million albums worldwide. His song, Extreme Ways, features in the Jason Bourne films, And he also founded the Area One Festival in 2001, a popular touring festival that features an eclectic range of musical genres. His influence on music and activism makes Moby's birth one of the more important events to ever happen on September 11th. September 11th is a rich day in history and very pivotal in Americans' lives. From the U.S. invasion of Honduras in 1919 to NASA's global surveyor reaching Mars in 1997, it is a date that we will never forget to remember. For Consider Our Knowledge, I'm Colleen Fry.
0: Wow, thanks for that report, Colleen. You're welcome. Now, I'm just curious why you didn't mention the 9-11 attacks at all in that piece. What do you mean? Well, you made no mention of what is obviously the biggest and most important event to ever happen on September 11th.
1: That's what everyone is going to be doing, Connor. I'm trying to go outside the box. People come to public radio because we aren't afraid to tell the stories the other news
0: outlets won't touch. Fair enough. Thanks. That was Colleen Fry with Consider Ourselves. Now we'll take a minute to look at some good fall reading with Lynn Ruffle in our segment, Book Look. It's nice to see you, Lynn.
3: Hi there, Connor.
0: So, what do you have for us today?
3: Well, fall is a great time for reading. The weather gets colder and it's fun to sit inside with a nice cup of tea or cocoa and curl up with a good book. I have a few titles that I think everyone should think about as they make their fall reading lists.
0: Okay, so our listeners should get out a pen and paper and write down these books that Lynn will be telling us about.
3: Yes, and the first book on my list is Inferno by Dan Brown.
0: Now, this is a sequel to Angels and Demons and the Da Vinci Code.
3: Yes, it follows symbologist Robert Langdon through Florence as he tries to decode clues left by a Dante-loving scientist.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds fun.
3: It is. It combines the two things I loved from the first two Langdon adventures, short chapters and derivative plot, and the ending is excitingly ham-fisted. I think that the best thing about Brown's books is that the small number of characters makes it easy for novice readers and people with attention problems to identify the villain. I always feel smarter when I finish one of Dan Brown's books.
0: Okay, so what else have you got?
3: The Cuckoo's Calling. This one is at the top of the New York Times bestseller list right now, and I highly recommend it.
0: Okay, so what's that one about?
3: It's a detective story about a man named Cormoran Strike, who investigates a supermodel suicide. It was written by J.K. Rowling, who wrote it under a non plume of Robert Galbraith.
0: Okay, so how does it stack up against her other work?
3: It's a good mystery, but it lacks the heart of Harry Potter novels. It also doesn't have any magic.
0: Well, it's probably hard to recapture the magic of one of the most popular book series of all time.
3: No, I mean there's no wizards or spells or anything. I waited the whole time for a big reveal and it never came. I figured with a name like Cormoran that the main character was obviously a wizard. I was sorely mistaken.
0: Well, maybe she'll write a Harry Potter Cormoran Strike crossover novel next. Oh
3: We can only hope. I have one more book for you before I go. Okay. Samantha Shannon's debut novel, The Bone Season. It's all about a supernatural dystopia and a clairvoyant 19-year-old named Paige
0: Mahoney. Okay, that sounds promising.
3: It is. Shannon plans on writing a seven-book series following Paige and her adventures in and around Oxford, England. Okay. She finds a master and an enemy in Warden, a man with mysterious motives.
0: This actually sounds a lot like the Harry Potter series, Lynn.
3: It's a nice combination of Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. It's almost too good to be true.
0: Now, maybe Samantha Shannon will put some vampires in her next book, too.
3: (gasps) Don't jinx it, Connor.
0: Thanks for coming by, Lynn. That was Book Look with Lynn Ruffle. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Consider Our Knowledge. We'll be back next week with another episode. If you want more Consider Our Knowledge before that... Go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.